1: Good morning, golfers. Your tee time awaits. It's the Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tee to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara and Briarwood. All in one. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro
0: Jeff Meis
2: Good morning. A beautiful Saturday morning here on T to Green. It is our weekly golf show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And we are live today at beautiful East Aurora Country Club here in East Aurora, New York, where the sun is out and people are already warming up, getting ready to play their round. It is a beautiful day and Tita Green is on the air with you for the next hour right here on WGR. We're excited to be here. Brian Colzio with you. Kevin Sylvester is working for PGA Tour Radio this week at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut. Kevin will join us a little bit later out of the show to give us the details on what's going on on the pro scene. PGA Pro Jeff Medes... Of course, part of our normal roundtable is here. Jeff, good morning.
0: Good morning. Nice uh, nice morning to be sitting outside, staring at a golf course. Grass is growing, sun is shining, golfers are walking around.
2: That's right. When well, yeah. we were here earlier in the year, early April, we were inside in a, a real nice spot uh, by their fireplace. But that was about 40 degrees. Yes. That f- was about like, the second week of April. That it, was the whole spring, wasn't it? About well, right. 40
0: degrees <laughs> except right. for February. Yeah. And
2: now it's beautiful, and we're out here on their awesome right. patio. That They just... Redo- redid and it. it looks really nice.
0: Makes you want to golf, doesn't it? It? Yeah. it does. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Well, this week we are here at East Aurora to look at next week's and preview and talk about the International Junior Masters, which is an annual event, one of the great events in Western New York golf. And we have two gentlemen that work very hard to put on one of the best shows in Western New York in terms of sports, and it is Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien, both directors of the International Junior Masters event. Jeff, good morning. Thanks morning. for having us here. Thanks for being here. Paul, good morning to you as well. Okay. Paul, move your mic just tad closer there. We want to have everybody get to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so it is an event that's back again, and we've been, been fortunate to talk with both of you over the course of the last few years since our radio show's been here. Jeff, let's start with you. How many years have you been involved in the tournament now here? This, this is my fifth
3: year. Uh, I, uh, I got some training from, from the master over here. Uh, and uh, we we kind of split up uh, our our duties um, between finances and sponsors, and Paul chases players down literally from all over the world, and uh, and we're we're pleased to say that it you know as of late late last week or this
4: week uh, we have our field finally set as of yesterday we're done <laughs> that's right and we have all the
0: flags now right i understand we have all we're looking at the flags from all the nations that compete in this event uh around the putting green here it looks really really cool how many different nations are represented here at this event this week uh,
4: i think there's about nine this year 9 uh, we, we've got uh, kids from spain egypt australia Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, Canada, of course. Uh, We have a young man from China this year. Um, And I'm probably missing... uh, Nicaragua. uh, uh, We almost almost had the number one Uh. player from Nicaragua. And he was coming and he ran into passport problems. And at the last minute, he couldn't play. But we do hope to get him next year. He's still eligible. Excellent.
2: So it's the 65th annual, Jeff. Correct. Obviously, this event uh, has gone on for many, many years. Um, In terms of just... What you like about it, I mean the international feel I think is very cool of what Paul mentioned, those countries. But uh for maybe those that just don't know a little bit about this tournament, maybe hearing it for the first time here, just tell us what it's about. What do you like about this event? Well what I like about it is as
3: so as you can imagine I've been here uh last several days, you know, setting things up and working with our golf professional Dave Jones and and along with Drew Thompson, our uh our course superintendent and just going through some things and uh the international kids uh have arrived already for the most part and uh, uh so a couple of days ago i ran into uh two two young men from australia uh and uh one from china uh peter wang and uh yesterday we ran into uh juan i i believe Aro- aroho Rajo, uh, he's enough. from Venezuela. And uh, so, so that's uh, that's very cool to, to see young kids that have really spent 20 hours traveling to get yeah. here. And uh, that's why they get here early, so they can <laughs> uh, acclimate. And uh, so, so that is really what I like about it. Uh, very quickly on the format, we have two rounds of metal play, uh, Tuesday uh, all day and then Wednesday morning. And uh, top 32 uh, play Wednesday afternoon in match play to determine who goes into the championship flight and who goes into uh, what we're now calling our platinum flight. And uh, and then on Thursday morning, we still have 80 players here playing five different uh, brackets of 16 match play. Championship, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. And then we just play down you know march madness style until friday afternoon when we will have uh champions in each of our five brackets. Very cool. So
0: each kid will play two rounds minimum and then there's a cu- then you bracket it, right? Is that what you're saying? And then you go into these brackets of 16 and then they play down from there and the overall champion comes from the obviously the, the, the top the, bracket. The, I, exactly right. right. So yeah. everybody
3: everybody is is uh guaranteed to play um three rounds. Three rounds yeah. and the the champion plays seven rounds mm-hmm. over four days, right? Very cool.
2: That's good
0: they're young. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hills to walk <laughs> down it. here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
2: Paul O'Brien and Jeff came in here with us from East Aurora and part of the International Junior Masters Tournament Director. Also, of course, PJ Pro Jeff Mitas. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us here on T-Degrees. We are live at East Aurora Country Club. 7.06 is the time. Thanks for being with us here. Beautiful day for golf in Western New York. Hope you get a chance to go out and hit a few here along the way as uh, some of the Players here this morning and members are warming up here. We'll talk with Superintendent Drew Thompson, who actually was just putting out those flags, so uh, we'll get his take. He's the core superintendent here, does a wonderful job about just set up for a tournament, what that is all about. Uh, You mentioned before, Jeff did, David Jones, the great PGA professional here. He's going to join us at 7.30 to talk about last week's U.S. Open, and also we'll go with our Western New York PGA Tip of the week, and as we said, Kevin Sylvester from the Travelers Championship in Connecticut at 7.50. So we've got a good show. Hope you can be with us here throughout on Tee to Green. All right, this tournament itself, this is the 65th edition. That's correct. Is that right? So you've been doing something right, Paul, for for many, many years. In fact, now 65 times. Um, Just where would you say in terms of the the growth? You've been with it for quite a while. What have you seen in terms of what you've liked and kind of where it's heading and uh, just the future of the tournament in terms of where it's heading?
4: Well, it's uh, it's always been a member-run tournament, and uh, you know I've been involved with it for the last eight or nine years, uh, full time, and and you know uh, very part time before that. But uh, over the years, it's it's had several several directors that that you know put put their time in over the course of four, five, six years, and uh, and the members come out next week uh, in droves to to do the spotting and. Uh, uh you know, chauffeur the uh, the media around the golf course. Uh, and that's always been that's always been the same. And you know what what we've done with uh, the help of Jeff and, and his uh, business partner Ron Olson, uh, and some of the other guys, uh, uh, Frank Zokowski, uh, we we've, we've been able to really increase the sponsorship, uh, support and and everything we do and the sponsorship side just gets poured into the tournament to make this you know the best experience these kids are going to have all year and we're pretty confident we give them that
2: yeah you talk about just some of the challenges of as you said you're you're in charge of a lot of getting the players involved in, and a, and inviting and getting them here and some of those logistics and you mentioned the countries they're coming from here I mean Yes, we have some players from Western New York, and they're just going to they're going to drive right up and park their car, or their parents are going <laughs> to drive them right up and park their car. But some others here are taking, as you said, multiple flights. There's passports involved, and sometimes for youngsters, that's not always the easy thing. Just what, talk about some of those challenges.
4: Well, you know, sometimes the biggest challenge—it's it, kind of like herding cats. Uh, you know the you send out the emails uh, with the invitations and sometimes you don't hear back and sometimes they, they gave you an email that isn't checked. And uh, so there's, there's those issues. Uh, There are the, the, the travel issues and and sometimes the language barriers, uh, you know, where you're, we're communicating. uh, They're not understanding what we're, we're communicating sometimes. So it's, it's things like that, that kind of, you know really caused some difficulty in bringing the whole field together but it it does get done and uh, you know then we 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 had an injury withdrawal last week uh or this this week actually and so that's why it it took me till uh, yesterday to to actually finalize the field uh because of that uh we do have kids uh, locally uh i I'd, I'd say the best local prospect is probably Matt Genoway. this will be Matt's third tournament a uh, real fine player uh we had the uh, the local qualifier here back in May, and I was actually surprised at how well the scores uh, came in because it was a very tough day, uh, blowing 25, and the greens were very hard. Uh, so, you know, I was really pleased about, uh, about that. And, uh, uh, you know, so we've got uh, uh, the, the contingent from Rochester, uh, not as big as it has been in years past. But uh, there's some there's some good players there. I think some sleepers there that are going to play very well this week. So
0: A little bit about the history of the event. So we've had some, you know, this has been going on 65 years. Uh, we've had some very good champions come out of here, tour players, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about the history of this event. Like who's come through, what kind of players, Uh, you know. Well,
4: it, it started out, uh, you know, in 53 with some of the greatest amateur players this country has ever produced. Ward for won the first one. Uh, John Konzik won the next two, and he won the fifth one. The only the only breakup in that was Eddie Fister beat him uh, the fourth year, uh, and then we've had uh, uh, you know great contingents from Quebec come down. It's amazing how well these kids from Quebec play golf, uh, you know, in that northern climate. Uh, uh, the Australians came in in the early 90s: Immelman, uh, Sabatini, Tim Clark. Martin Moritz, Wayne de Haas, and they won three times uh, and then we uh, then we had the the Mexican teams and the Colombian teams started coming at that time as well and and they've been coming every year since and uh i think I think the Colombians have just a dynamite team this year uh you know looking at those resumes there's there's some really good players
0: goes to show it's a, it's more of a world game as we move forward even even in the junior ranks, you're starting to see more of a international contingency the games being played more around the world then it, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not... getting
4: it's getting younger too mm-hmm. uh we don't have a lot of 18 year olds uh, in the tournament this year uh over half the field is uh, 16 and under wow. uh, so it, it's it's getting younger and you know we we had a 13 year old winner and i expect that's going to happen again uh, the last couple winners i think were 15
0: well and that's you know some of that not spe- last year but some of that's, that's right th- not last year some of that speaks to the match play format it makes it you know it's a but, little more quirky. Yeah, sure. a little more unpredictable. You'll mm-hmm. see uh, um you'll see some kids who get just a hot, have a hot week and and have the ball bounce right but th- I know as a college coach this is an event you're you're always looking at the standings see how guys play during the qualifiers so you'll have a bunch of a uh, bunch of eyes on you this week as you have some of the finer players from the the world really watching.
3: To piggyback on what Paul said uh uh some past uh uh past uh not champions but uh Uh, contestants um uh from colombia i guess the the most prominent would be camilo vijegas yeah about Mm -hmm. 10 12 years ago jim Furick played here in the late 80s Um, uh he's my age and and uh (laughs) and uh uh uh, locally uh of interest dudley hart played here uh in the mid late 80s as well and uh his son ryan is here this year oh is he oh Oh, cool and uh and also we have uh uh, uh, another one with some PGA pedigree, uh, TN Matisse, uh, Matisse. Len Matisse's nephew. Uh, if you recall, Len was a. Uh, he lost to Mike Weir, I believe, in the 2002 uh, Masters in, in extra holes.
2: I think that was the case. Well,
0: yeah. if not, it's a great story. Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> no, I think Weir did win I think the play you're right. that, yeah. Yeah.
2: but And David Haynes, who won last year's event. Correct is now playing college golf at, he Canisius. Plays at Canisius. Right, yep. Yep. So, so, a Strong ear there. Matt right. Pollock,
0: uh, Niagara recruits playing in this event this year. That's right. Nice young man. Jeff, good you player. coach Niagara, yep. so
2: you know you've got players in it. I know. Obviously, you're familiar with Canisius' team as well because you guys play very, each other. Very so yep. David is off and very running with nice Canisius. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, good player. And, and this is, you know, this is this is such a neat showcase for the kids. I know how excited kids get to play in this event especially a local kid if you get a chance to get into this event if you qualify hey that means you played well that means i'm i get to compete in my backyard against some of the best players in the country i really get to make a name for myself all these kids want to play college golf so this is this is this is a great resume builder for for junior golfers to come out here and have success at this event. So it's a big week. The kids are going to be amped up. You know, there'll be crowds out here. The golf course is set up tough. Um, like you say, you're playing kids you've never met before. It, it, it really, really a cool event for the kids, the local kids that do qualify.
2: Seven fifteen, the time here on T to Green on WGR. We're live at East Aurora Country Club. Next week it'll be the International Junior Masters for the 65th time. Jeff Camion and Paul O'Brien, tournament directors, are joining us here. On site, and we'll have course superintendent Drew Thompson in just a few moments. PGA pro David Jones along the way here as we we continue our look at this event. Um, I notice your program has a dedication to Arnold Palmer, which I think is a a nice touch, obviously. And uh, what does he have with connection to this event? I know you've even got is he got a message in terms of what you have on the top of the program
4: here? He does. We we have a flag posted in the uh, uh, in in the bar room. Uh, that uh, uh, Tommy Ahern got for us. Tom was a, a former uh, House uh, super or House director, uh, and it's uh, it was a flag with a just a little message from Arnold Palmer, and so Jeff had the idea this year that uh, uh, you know that'd be a nice cover for the book just to, to dedicate uh, uh, this year's tournament to uh, the memory of uh, Arnold Palmer. Well,
0: uh, wasn't there a member here that uh, ran the Bay Hill event for Mr. Palmer? Well, yeah, Yeah. Paul,
4: I'll let you uh, take that Yeah, that's uh, Jim Bell, uh, and Jim Bell passed away two years ago now. Uh, But Jim Bell was the guy who took this from the East Aurora Invitational to the International Junior Masters. And uh, uh, Jim was hired in 1978 by Arnold Palmer to run the Citrus Open, which a couple years later became uh, the Bay Hill Invitational. And uh, Jim ran that for 27 years, but he was also on the board of the AJGA, so he was always a strong proponent of junior golf. And last year we we dedicated a kind of a lifetime service award in in Jim's name and presented that to one uh, of our former members who's been uh, now at Orchard Park, but he's he's here quite a lot, Mr. Sal Ferrari, and he's always been involved in junior golf and supporting this tournament. Very, very cool. Some other
2: players that you may have recognized that have participated in this event. Jeff, I know you'll know these names. Joey Sindelar has played in this event. Jeff Sluman from Rochester, you no know, great PGA player and uh, multiple winner on the PGA Tour. And Sluman now playing a regular schedule on the Champions Tour. Yep. Um, other players, Billy Andrade, you may know him in terms of his time for the PGA Tour. Woody Austin has played in this event. You mentioned the Pfister's name, of course, E.J. Pfister, Jim Furyk, Dudley Hart, Billy Mayfair, Rory Sabatini, Tim Clark, Masters champion Trevor Immelman. So there's uh, some, we mentioned Vajegas, too, as well. Matt Every, who, by the way, is having a good week right now at the Travelers' Championship. I know Kevin will update us on what's going on there, but I know Every was on the top of the leaderboard um, this weekend at the Travelers' Championship. He's played here, too.
4: And Matt was a champion here, I think, in 2003.
3: 2000. He he, he play, I think Matt played here four years because he was the medalist in 90. I think it was 2001 that he won it. In 98, he was the medalist. So,
0: so if people want to come out and watch, because you're going to see some maybe future tour players, you're going to see some of the top junior talent in the country, what 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 do we tell people that are listening that want to watch, come out and play, or come out and watch the players this week?
3: Come out and watch. Uh, we, we start at uh, 7 o'clock on, on Tuesday morning. Uh, tea time's run through about... Uh, 11. eleven, eleven fifteen or so. So the play will be wrapped up on Tuesday, probably by about three o'clock. Wednesday and Thursday are, are the days to come, and if you want to see the most golf, we we are starting at seven o'clock, and we will run to uh, probably six o'clock both days, um, and and so very busy. And of course, Friday is the uh, uh, are the semifinals and finals. So a little bit less. Uh, as far as number of golfers on the course, but much more at stake. And uh, we should also mention that uh, parking and admission is free. So, so sure. there's uh, there's no spect- charge to
0: no spectator carts available, right? Or... No, the, okay.
3: no, there are no spectator carts. There, um, there, there are plenty of members here that will direct you to you know some prime spots to watch. There's a, a, a handful of places around the course where you can see. Uh, three, four holes. Well, at last a time. year, I parked
2: myself. Uh, That's right the up, one right up there. <laughs> Where is that in between there? It's 11, uh, there. 11, 11 and eleven and thirteen. 13 you can yeah. see, a lot. you can
3: see kids uh, uh, up the eighth green. You can see them teeing off on eleven, coming into twelve green, teeing off in thirteen, oh. and you can also see them coming in on ten green.
0: I bet you'll have some low rounds in the qualifiers. I mean, these kids bash it today, and they're they're very very good players. Um, so. I would imagine you're going to have some, some very, very good score shots.
4: Yes. Well, with that rain last night, the course has softened up a little. Yep. Uh, and our, actually our course record is, uh, is held by Josh Stouffer. Uh-huh. Uh, who, who played uh, three four years ago? We know Josh. Yeah, his, yeah.
0: Uh, his dad's a PGA professional, right. and he played at St. Bonaventure University. He did very, and very. very, very uh, good he year. shot
4: sixty five out here on I think it was the second day of the tournament. That's pretty good. Beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was a good yeah. college player. Very good college player.
4: Well, good luck, gentlemen. We know that you guys have put in a lot of hard work,
2: and uh, once you get to Tuesday, you can hopefully sit back and relax a little and enjoy the great golf that these guys. Yeah, are th- it's get. all fun for us now. Yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> awesome right. Um, Website in case for those that maybe heard what you said but want to check it out later in the week. Uh,
4: www.internationaljuniormasters.com.
2: Okay,
3: internationaljuniormasters.com. Yeah. Thanks, and guys. Follow us on Twitter as well because it will be t- at uh, t- igm yeah. at
2: golf. That's right, and uh, we'll be tweeting results out. Beautiful, and I'll be I'll uh, be retweeting those out as well. You can follow me at Brian WGR. Looking forward to coming out. Last year I came out here with my son. Who at the time six now seven, he loves playing golf. And uh, I thought it was—it's just—it's so cool because we can get—you know—you're obviously right there, so nice and close. Um, I always say about this event and the Porter Cup in Niagara Falls, like if you have a son or a daughter that you feel like would get a chance, wants to see good golf right up in person, like this is a great event to bring a kid to. Yeah,
4: can I mention one, one, one more? more yeah, yeah, one more thing. We are we are promoting. The game to the to the younger kids, and yeah. and so we're we're encouraging kids to come out with their parents on Tuesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon around lunchtime. We're going to have free hot dogs and Pepsi uh, as a you know an enticement to bring cool. them out and watch a little golf.
0: What time is that? Right around lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you can have one too, nah, Jeff. Jeff. Big hot dog you. Yes. Brian, real quick. Jeff you I know
3: save some hot dogs for the kids. <laughs> Jeff, that's right. I'll just take this home. You way. mentioned the porter cup and one thing we we wanted Oh yeah, mention, you get a, an entry this year, right? Yeah. Um yes. uh, we, we uh we we had some conversations with uh, their tournament director, Mike Vitch, uh and um Mike took it to their committee and, and this year, uh for the first year um the IJM champion will receive uh, an invitation to the Porter Cup, so we're excited about that, and uh, we, we believe that's going to do. Uh, it, it happened kind of late in the process this year, but as the word gets out, we we believe that's going to really help us uh, uh, attract uh, even uh, higher.
0: Will it be for juniors. 2018 or 20 no? This 17. year, for this j- year's Chris. event. Great.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that event uh, is in kind of middle of July and will be at Niagara Falls Country Club for July Porter Cup week. 19th. <laughs> the, the yeah, very middle cool. Week. Yeah, that's, that's a great tie-in. I, if, I mean, in terms of just events, golf in Western New York, if you want to see it, got International Junior Masters next week here at East Aurora. The web.com event is at Peak and Peak the first right. week of July and then the Porter Cup in mid-July at Niagara Falls Country Club. So three nice events that all... I think do a great job At all levels of golf, too, which, that's is right, really right. Cool, which is really cool. Well, Jeff and Paul, thank you so much for having us here again. Thanks, Brian. Thanks Good luck Jeff. with the tournament. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Yeah, good weather this week. That's right. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Jeff came in, Paul O'Brien, the co-directors of the International Junior Masters, and uh, they're going to pass the headset off to their core superintendent, Drew Thompson, as we keep going here live on Tee to Green. I mean, I know we're going to be involved in terms of our show, obviously talking about all three of these events, but it's cool for Western New York. And I think what what you said, though, is right the three different levels that we're going to get to see.
0: You got one of the finer events in junior golf right here at Easter Rory. You got one of the finer events in amateur golf. And you got a a professional event with the Web.com tour down at Peak and Peak. That's a great event, too. So I, I know they're still – Peak and Peek is still looking for – Volunteers. You, volunteers, yes. yeah. So if you want to go and be a volunteer and get up close, they're still looking for that. That's real cool because those guys are going to be on tour. So you follow them, like, from juniors. Some of these kids will be playing in this event, this – way, and then they'll be playing in events like the Porter Cup over the next few years, and then they'll be playing in events hope, like the Web.com. They hope the Web.com event. Yeah, they'll be working their way up. So come on out here, see what these kids can do. Um, you know, as a college coach, it's, I'm always impressed in, at how – Good, and what the quality of golf has become uh, throughout the last 10, 15 years.
2: Since you mentioned it, I'll bring it up here. If, if you are interested, they are looking for volunteers. You can be a marshal, or you can be, uh, you can carry one of the scorecards down. The standard bears. The standard bears, right. Yep. Um, volu- it's the LeeCom Health Challenge. That tournament's at the upper course at Peak and Peak, July 3rd to the 9th. Uh, and you can email them if you're interested. It's uh, volunteer at LeeComHealthChallenge.com. com. All right, more on the International Junior Masters here. Superintendent here at East Aurora, Drew Thompson, has joined us. Drew, good morning. Morning. Thanks for having us here. Oh, my pleasure. You've improved the weather it's since when me. we last spoke on, like, <laughs> the first week of April. Thank oh, you. What, what a difference. Huh? <laughs> Although you guys
5: tend to bring the rain. Last yeah. time it was raining, we got about an inch last night. So. Yeah, we didn't see anybody else when we were here last time. The <laughs> weather was no. that poor, yes. But now
2: everybody's out and playing, and yep. you looks like, again, doing a great job. This course is in great shape. We talked... Earlier, when, when we were here in early April, about the challenges of what you do in terms of a course. And then, of course, since we've last spoke, Drew, you've had the record month of rain that has gone along with it. What has that been like for you in terms of the upkeep of a course?
5: Well, uh, you know, ultimately, we're, we're in a pretty uh, unique situation. We're lucky here. Um, this place is a, a very sandy, gravelly golf course and drains without exception better than any place I've ever been. Um, it's, is that because of the, the slope? Yeah, you know, it has a lot to do with okay. it. I mean, if, if we get a heavy rain, a lot of it we can tend to run off. Uh-huh. So we 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 dry. One of the downsides of that is we dry out very quickly, which from a golfing standpoint is a good thing. Uh-huh. So um, you know we have a a, a great infrastructure of drainage. Well, there's times I've been here where we've had four inches of rain overnight, and we've had carts out the next day. So it's a it's a pretty unique property. Um, the challenges are being able to get out and do what we have to do in order to maintain the golf course and make sure it's it's playable for the members
0: i had a quick question so a lot of people think hey if it's green and it's lush that's the optimum playing conditions but that's not always the case is it i mean seeing a little i've always been under the impression that a little brown around the edges is is when the golf course is probably at its healthiest can you address
5: that i mean absolutely water conservation has become a pretty big issue in Mm -hmm. in the industry uh in this day and age and everybody says well we live in western new york and we got some of the Uh, Most plentiful water supplies in in the entire world, Um, you know, why is that an issue here? You know, we're not just looking short-term, we're looking long-term. So, um, you know, keeping up on making sure that we're limiting our inputs, whether that be chemically or from an irrigation standpoint or from a fertility standpoint. Uh, we want to make sure that we're environmentally responsible when it comes to those types of things. So, um, the, the the water part of it, yeah, we're willing to put up with a little tinge of brown in the outskirts here and there. And Is that healthy for the plant? Is that sure. healthy? F- I mean, yeah, does it- yeah mo- most most of the the, the grass species that. Uh, we're working with, nowadays, preferred a little bit on the drier side. Um, annual bluegrass, a little bit of, of an exception to that rule. A lot of people have heard it referred to as poi annual, or Johnny Miller calls yeah. it a number of different things. But. <laughs> he says a lot. <laughs> That's right. He says a lot. Yes, Don't but. pay no attention to Johnny at That's right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, Um, one of the ways to try and thin some of that stuff out is to keep things on the drier side Um, and it's a much more enjoyable playing surface for for the general golfer Um, you get a little bit more roll a little bit more distance Um, it helps you keep your greens a little bit smoother and a little bit faster so 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 what will you be looking
0: for as a superintendent preparing the golf course for these players this week is it is there a different pre- different preparation? Is the rough gonna be longer, the fairway short or anything like that, or is it is it the course your members
5: would be playing on a day to day basis? It's pretty much the course our members playing on a day to day basis. We don't we don't grow the rough up. We we run into a holiday week following this tournament, so it's important that we stay on top of those things so when our members do come back out and play. Uh, they're not coming out and playing in a hayfield. field. Um, so you know, we keep on top of mowing the rough. Our rough is plenty penal. Um, there's no doubt about that. You can ask anybody that plays here on a regular basis um from a from a green speed standpoint any of that stuff um you know some some members here will say we slow them down a little bit for the tournament but they'll still be rolling a respectable number there's no doubt about well, that. well
0: and the, and the green speed has to match the slope on the greens right. also yeah you can't uh, you can't yeah. have 14s on, on sloping greens.
5: we can really lose some pin placements if we get them too fast so we've got to be conscious of that and make sure that we don't go overboard and you know some of the best organizations in the world have made those mistakes usga's made it and are they one of the best organizations in the world well that's a (laughs) that's a that's a question and we get a laugh from the gallery yeah (laughs) that's right that's right I was
2: at Shinnecock in 04 when they had that, when I remember in between greens or in between groups, they're, Syringing. they were hosing yeah. Yeah. and guys were waiting on the tee because they were hosing, I believe it was the par three seventh hole. hole. Right. They're going back to Shinnecock next year, by the way, the U.S. Open. I bet they do it different. I'm sure that will not be. They had no controversy this past they, week, other than the fact that they cut down Fescue and things like they've, that.
5: They've got a superintendent at Shinnecock now named John Jennings who is one of the best in the business, and he'll do a wonderful job with that amount, I
2: guarantee it. When, when, you, when you watch, like, With the USGA, the U.S. Open gets more scrutiny than any other tournament, fairly or unfairly. Some of it's on their own doing, but you know, Mike Davis comes on and talks about course setup, and you might have saw pictures last week. They were cutting down fescue Mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, what's your opinion on on if you were setting up the U.S. Open? I mean, do they
5: do it right, or would you
2: Um, do some things
5: differently? Personally, I like to see the best in the world struggle a little bit. Um, And last week's tournament, I thought was a little vanilla. You know, to be, you know, not to get yeah. too too down on it. But it was still a fun tournament to watch. It just, it did, it lacked some of the drama of some of those tighter fairways that they used to have of being narrow, not, not mode tighter, but being narrower. And I, I loved to, to, to see them not be able to just bomb away, to have to think about their game a little bit more.
0: It did feel like in years past where that double bogey was always just, just right six inches corner. away right. from, you know, six inches offline. Now this year it didn't feel like that was happening right. as much. And I, I thought maybe that was a conscious decision by the U.S usga trying to avoid any problems they didn't want controversy right. this year a big part of what the usga do we, you know sometimes they have some full pods but they a lot of it is their green section the, the part the research that they do on turf grass right. and, and how to grow grass and water con- conservation yep. and, and all the
5: things saw they saw at
2: pinehurst they did a big thing with that a few years ago at the open where they yeah
5: yeah that's it yeah. They're, they're they're in the forefront of USGA, the GCSAA, the, the PGA, uh, everybody's coming together and partnering on that. Um, we have an environmental institute for golf that really looks at a lot of the things that we do. Um, New York State, uh, and we were the first, I believe, in the country, in, in the state of New York, to develop a best management practices for, for turf grass on golf courses. Um, and since then, the G C S A has required each state in the nation to to uh, uh, have had follow our lead and, and, and have that um, it's you know it's being environmentally conscious it's making sure that we're, we're taking care of the property in a responsible way um, and and minimizing our inputs and, and really making making things better
2: East Core Corps superintendent drew Thompson with us here on TD Green drew we appreciate you having us here again I know you got the flags out the international feel on it if there's one thing from every course superintendent I know is that you guys are very prideful in your work, and I know probably seeing everybody enjoy the tournament this week, that's going to be a, a nice thing
5: for you to see, obviously. Yeah, it's an exciting week. I mean, we always enjoy it. I mean, it's you know a lot of work um, you know, before and after more so than, than, than during work week, during the week of the tournament, but um, you don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, but it's nice to mull around, talk to the kids, talk to the parents, see how much they're enjoying themselves, and uh makes it all worthwhile. Well, you sleep in the winter.
2: Yeah. That's right. I travel in the winter. That's right. Well, the course looks great, and uh, I hope you have great weather for the tournament as well. Appreciate it. Thank you. Drew Thompson here from East Aurora. When we come back, David Jones, the PGA Pro here at East Aurora, will join us. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, his thoughts on the U.S. Open, and uh, his thoughts on having the International Junior Masters here at East Aurora Country Club. We're live, T to Green, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. I'm Brian Colzio. Thanks for being with us. We'll step aside. More in a moment on WGR. (laughs) Welcome back to East Aurora Country Club. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Minas, and we're also now pleased to be joined by PGA Pro David Jones, who's here at East Aurora, getting set for our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. David, good morning.
6: Good morning, Brian. How are you? Jeff, nice to
2: see you again. Good to see you. We're wonderful. It's a a beautiful day. As we said uh, with the other guys on before last segment, a little warmer than when we last spoke with you in April when we were here, and it was like 40 and raining, as it was pretty much everywhere we went in April. <laughs> it seemed like it,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah,
6: April is a, uh, a tough month, and and again, we had we had originally, I think, planned to set up inside this uh, for this interview, and, and uh, I like how we transitioned and overlooking the ninth green. It's a, a much better place to be.
2: Executive decision. It was easy. Yeah, it yes, was right. nice, so nice out here. We, if we can be outside, we always want to be yes. outside. It's great. Um, so we're going to do our PGA Tip of the Week. We want to get your couple thoughts on the U.S. Open here, too, but just how about... Your thoughts and your role in uh, the International Junior Masters. I know now this is not your first one anymore here. So just uh, you know, what have the weeks been like? What do you like about it most?
6: You, you know the just the the innocence, the kids coming through. Uh, you know, yesterday we had a, a, a couple kids from from some Spanish speaking countries. I want to say Venezuela. Uh, a gentleman came in yesterday afternoon and just to kind of watch them walk around and you know you read uh, you know you read some articles about the Venezuelan team in particular. You know, and they're they're in the middle of a civil war. And to have them come up here and uh, and get a taste of of maybe some some different culture to be surrounded in this this beauty on this golf course and just to kind of watch them walk around and, and know that they're 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 going to compete um, but also get a little break from maybe the day to day life that we don't necessarily experience um, and maybe not the best tone. So I, I really enjoy seeing seeing the kids come in. We the the kids from Australia flew in. Um, what a good group of kids they are. Um, they're just all good kids, and that, that's probably, that's my favorite part about this event, is, is just seeing the sheer uh, innocence and, and knowing a tour player that comes out of this. You think Matt Every, as you mentioned, in the or or Trevor Emmelman, when they walked down in these grounds, that they would have the careers that they had.
2: Um, probably not, but they did, and, and it's, uh, it's nice to see that. That's a great point, too, thinking about where some of these kids are coming from. Yes, some of them are coming from right down the road here in Western New York, but uh, those travels from around the world, we don't realize sometimes how lucky we are here is... You know, we're sitting on a beautiful patio, in right, yeah. front of a great golf course. And first
0: world problems, as we say. Yeah, correct. We're here. Yeah, we can't complain here, and especially, well, with what we do. And and that's a good point. These kids are they're still they're still kids, and they're I'm sure they're pretty geeked out to be here. It's a great experience for them. They're up in America for the first time. They're in this beautiful golf course and competing against the best players. Uh, it, it is neat, and I, I know they must be very excited. I can't imagine how nervous some of them will be on that first tee as they uh, get ready to play tomorrow. No, wait, not tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday. Right? Tuesday.
2: All right, so we're going to get to our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week now. It's brought to you by the Western New York PGA, Growing a Giving Game, and some advice for those Venezuelan kids listening on their WGR app this morning. Translating it into Spanish. That's right. A lot of people do that. I think we have the automatic translator on the app. You press the button, it goes right into it for you. Yes. That's right. So this course has its challenges, David, so let's talk about those. And I know part of it is that there are some slopes. You'll have some uneven lies. When players will walk up to their ball and get set to talk about that, so I want to get your thoughts and Jeff's thoughts on playing on even lies. Obviously, this is good for everybody listening here. You're not always going to have the perfectly flat lie to hit a ball from, so let's talk yeah, about hitting I from an uneven lie
6: here uh, in particular. The 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 only guaranteed flat lie you're going to have is on the tee box. Every every hole has an element of of topography that that is undulating and moving, making the feet uncomfortable, uh, making the stance uncomfortable. So. When you're uh, approaching the golf course here, you you want to take that into consideration on all your shots. So you want to make sure that, that you try to treat each lie as level as you possibly can. That's uh, probably my, my largest tip when, when offering instruction is to, to try to get your, your body in balance, but try to make your shoulders as level as you can with whatever um, slope that you're, you're navigating. So if you have an uphill lie, you try to tilt back a little bit, a downhill lie, tilt forward a little bit. But if you can trick your body into thinking that it's a, a flat lie as best you can um, – you're going to have a, a greater deal of success. Uh, there's some, also some ball flight rules that, that that we know that are going to come into play. You know, if the ball's below your feet, uh, it's going to have a tendency to squirt right a little bit, um, maybe a little lower. So um, you know, you want to take those into consideration. Uh, conversely, if the ball's uh, above your feet, you know, you want to aim a little right. You know, the the the, the ball's going to squirt a little bit left, uh, maybe travel a little higher. So you want to take that into consideration with your club selection. Uh, but that's one of the uh, one of the the true gems of this golf course is that you you have to treat every shot a little bit differently. It's not just playing on a driving range Um, and especially, you know, slow with the, uh, you know, with the length of the golf course, that's its defense. It's, it's your lies and your greens.
0: And I, I, the shot I see most people struggle with is the uphill lie. You know, if they're, Going, if they're trying to hit uphill and they're on a slope, uh, p- people typically will hang back on their back foot. And what I like people to do if they have an uphill lie is make sure they get on that forward foot. Make sure they rotate all the way through that shot. What will happen on those uphill lies is you'll end up hanging back, swinging up the slope, and that's a pole or a pull hook or a fat. So that's, I see people struggle with that a little bit more than the downhill lies where you can kind of just chase your club down the hill. So if you have one of those uphill lies, make sure you're rotating through. Get your Get your belt buckle facing that target through that shot so you don't hang on that back foot and hit a pole or a fat shot.
2: Yeah, that's good advice. And also advice, too, just tournament golf. This is something that, you know, for some of these young kids, they've maybe played in some events like this before, but uh, even for, for those just members at wherever they're playing at their own club, Starting to get in July, starting to get into tournaments. It's a, it's a just a little bit different feel, David, in terms of just maybe what's going on in between the ears when you're playing in a tournament.
6: It sure is. It sure is. And and you got to be patient. You have to be patient in tournament golf. You're not going to get it back on the next hole or even the next hole. Uh, you you take each shot each shot as it comes and uh, and deal with the consequences and and make it the best you can.
0: And I like to tell people not to hit a shot they're not comfortable with during tournaments. If you if you can't hit a knockdown or you're not very good at a, a certain type of bunker so Don't hit it. Hit a shot you can hit. Hit a shot you're comfortable. Also ease into the round. You know, if you're golfing, pars or bogeys in the first couple holes aren't always bad. You want to avoid those big numbers. So maybe aim for the center of the green. Maybe be a little more, bit more conservative early in your round until you get into the flow, until you get comfortable, until you shake those nerves out.
2: Absolutely. David Jones with us, PGA Professional here at East Aurora, along with our PGA Pro Jeff Medes. I'm Brian Colziel here on TD Green. Hope you're enjoying our show here today from East Aurora Country Club. Next week they'll host the International Junior Masters for the 65th time. Tournament been going on since 1953 with truly an international feel. You can check out all the information, again, free for spectators to come at InternationalJuniorMasters.com. Before we let we go, David, how about just a thought on last week's U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka ends up winning. It didn't have the most traditional U.S. Open feel. A pretty low score in terms of what ended up being the winner for Kepka in the end. You know, it was.
6: And and, and again, listening to your earlier segment, uh, you know, golf courses are different. And I think that the USGA did the best they could, setting up with what that golf course was. Um. I don't think you're going to see a score 11 under next year. I Shinnecock. think that uh, I think that the USGA is going to step in and, and probably for the for the short term, at any rate, to keep the scores close to level par as possible.
0: Yeah, and it's a different, like you said, that was a different type of golf course with wider fairways on the hills. And Chincoc's more the traditional golf course that we'll see. Um, you know, but I think they also want to avoid any kind of. Uh, Rehash of their their previous events there, so I think I don't think it. I think they're moving away from that penal type of golf a little bit because people want to see birdies and people want to see players make, you know, great shots and stuff like that instead of just chipping it out. So, I don't know, it be interesting to see. I thought it was a neat event. It did lack some of the drama that we're used to seeing because Brooks Kepsa played so well down the stretch. Yeah, let's and, give him credit. He uh, was yeah. part of the
2: reason why maybe it was boring at the right. end or yeah. or lacked the fire because he he was pulling away. He wasn't coming back or somebody wasn't chasing him. He and was he wasn't shaky away.
0: at any point. He was just solid the whole way through and uh and obviously he can mash the golf ball, but uh but it it was neat to watch and I thought uh, he deserved it. He's a good player and he's been around for while, and uh, it was pretty cool.
2: David, can you tell me how to hit my three wood, three seventy nine, like Kepka did? <laughs> let's go. Let's go to the airport. <laughs> 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 awfully large downhill shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we need, what, concrete fairways for that to happen? Yes. yes. Holy cow. Yeah. How about that? 379 with his three-wood. He yeah, it's did it's that. a different game that, <laughs> that, that
0: he plays for yeah, sure. Yeah. How about Justin Thomas on 18 on, the, on Saturday? You know, three-wood, three-wood days, eight feet, one inch, and knock it in. These guys are... From 632 these, yards. Yeah, these right. guys are crazy athletes on top of everything else.
2: No doubt. David, thanks so much. Have a great time with the tournament next week. We wish you good weather as well. Thanks for uh, being a part of the show. Brian, Jeff, thanks again. Uh, We always appreciate you coming out. Good to see you. Same here. David Jones from East Aurora Country Club. We step aside here on TD Green. We'll get a live report from Connecticut in the Travelers Championship where the PGA Tour players are this week with Kevin Sylvester when we return right after this with PGA Pro Jeff Minas. I'm Brian Colziel. We're live here at East Aurora Country Club on WGR. 7.52, 7.52, welcome back. Final segment of our Tee to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brian Koziel, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. We want to thank PGA Pro David Jones for joining us last segment here from East Aurora. Good tip on hitting from uneven lies, which they'll encounter quite a bit here. Yeah, there's, course. Like he said, there is not a flat spot on this
0: golf course. Part of what makes it nice, it's a beautiful place to, to walk around. That's, that's for sure.
2: Absolutely. Our time now to check our PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf, the Travelers Championship going on in Connecticut. And Kevin Sylvester is going to be joining us in just one moment. He's there working for PGA Tour Radio. And Jordan Spieth is your leader right now. He is 8 under par at, uh, through two rounds of play. Patrick Reed amongst those at minus seven, and some big names playing this event, some of which did not make it to the weekend. Jason Day played in this event, and he will not be sticking around for the weekend as well. For more on the event, we bring in Kevin Sylvester, who's live in Connecticut here at the tournament, the Travelers' Championship. Kevin, good morning.
1: Morning. How are you, Brian?
2: We're great. We're at a great spot here. We're on the patio. We've been talking about the International Junior Masters throughout most of the show, and uh, I know it's an event that uh, you look forward to, and we're at a beautiful course here as well, which makes it uh, quite nice for us.
1: Well, that patio location is fantastic. at East our country club, so uh, you are in a good spot.
2: Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about what's going on at the Travelers. Jordan Spieth's putter has been a struggle for him at times this year. Part of the reason maybe he's not where he is now in position this week, and that is in first place. Uh, tell us what Spieth has been doing well and what you've seen and heard from him as to reasons why he's on top here heading into the weekend.
1: Well, you know, biggest reason he's on top, he had a great first round, you know, shooting at 63, seven under par. Um, you know, this golf course, TPC River Highlands, uh, I think it's a fun golf course. Uh, there's a lot of birdies to be out there. You know, the front nine, uh, you know, the first two holes, I think, are neat. You get up and then it's more traditional, but then the back nine, is just fabulous, uh, just you know, a great, fun golf course. You hit the fairway, you're, you're going to have opportunities, uh, you know, to put yourself in position for birdies. Uh, so round one scoring t- conditions were great. He took advantage of them. Uh, yesterday, around two, the conditions uh, were not that great for scoring because it was very breezy uh, in, in Cromwell, Connecticut, uh, which is just about 15 miles uh, outside of downtown Hartford. Uh, and, you know, players had it struggled with that. Also, hole locations were very tough. Uh, Yesterday, so uh, the course and conditions protected par a little bit better. Uh, You know, he had the double bogey on 13. He actually, you know, double-crossed trying to hit a cut off the tee and hit it on the wrong side of the tracks, literally, which is, you know, out of bounds on that uh, par 5, 13th hole. But he's in great position. They're going to go off in threesomes today off the front and back tees. Uh, Morning rain uh, has been coming through here. Uh, There's still some spotty uh, downpours they're coming through so the tournament's third round is going to start at 11 15 this morning and two hours of straight tee times off the front and back just like the first two rounds to be played so that'll be interesting to play in those threesomes this
0: afternoon jason day uh surprising missing a couple cuts in a row and anything you've noticed or heard what's uh, he, he's certainly not on top of his game what do you know about that kevin well you know he's Struggled uh, off
1: the tee, which uh, you know, you, you know. Remember Jason Day when he was number one in the world and on that great run, uh, he was straight as an arrow. I mean, it just he hit it long and far, and it was straight. And he's just struggling with that and trying to find uh, his way there. You know, every one of the, the guys who've been the top players in the world, um, and I'll let me extract speech from that conversation. Uh, you know, but let's talk about Dustin Johnson. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, um, the difficulty and challenge of staying up there on top. And there have all been uh, off-course uh, circumstances, if you will, that uh, may have taken from there, whether it be injury. You know, both McIlroy and Day have had injuries. Uh, even Dustin Johnson's have had injuries. You look at personal things. Dustin Johnson, uh, you know, last week, uh, you know, had the second child. And, you know, misses the cut at the U.S. Open. Jason Day's uh, mother's health situation, which she's uh, doing great right now after cancer surgery. Uh, I mean, it's hard to, uh, you know, play well and have things all stink when, uh, you know, your mom's battling cancer. So, uh, there's certainly understandable stuff, uh, you know, for for Jason Day and just trying to find his game. You know, I, I saw on the uh, g- crawl on ESPN this morning, uh, it said in golf, you know, Jason Day misses the second straight cut and signed for an incorrect scorecard. Well he signed for a higher score card, but that crawl and you know insinuated that that's why he missed the cut. It's not why he missed the cut. he was missing the cut anyways um but you know it's maybe where things are. he signed for a higher score than he actually had you know, on the whole so um you know trying to find his way here, and Jeff, as you know, those top players uh, you know they're out there uh, you know all or nothing uh, really, and that's the way they're playing, and right now there's a lot of nothing going on for Jason day.
2: Kevin, before we let you go, I know that uh, obviously you're heavily involved in our event. Uh, that We know Tita to Green's a big part of the Duster Putting Challenge coming up Friday, July 21st at the Fox Valley Club in Lancaster. I uh, just want to, again, promote the event and talk about just where people can sign up and register.
1: Yeah, it's less than a month away. So if you've been contemplating it, you've got to get into secure spot. DusterChallenge.com. That's where you go and you register. You can learn more about it. See some... Photos from last year's event. If uh, folks are wondering, uh, what is it about? Listen, you're going to putt 18 holes. Uh, not on the course. We, they're all right there in the green. So it's a great atmosphere. Everybody's around. Great social atmosphere. Uh, you know, putt 18 holes. The top 16 scores will move on to match play. But that's for the adult division. Kids will go earlier. Uh, you know, we just do stroke play for the kids. They have a blast, and then. Uh, we have movie after form outside, uh, the pool usage, uh, you know, for a little while after that too. So, um, a lot of things going on. And if you just want to come and check it out or participate, uh, you know, you can purchase a spot to do that to enjoying the food and all the atmosphere going on there too. So it's all July 21st, Fox Valley Club in Lancaster, you know, 5 p.m., uh, we get things, uh, going. So sign up today, dusterchallenge.com
2: can hear Kevin on the weekend as he calls the action on PGA Tour radio as the PGA Tour event, again, is in Connecticut at the Travelers' Championship. Kevin, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll obviously be catching up with you next week. Okay, guys. All right, Kevin Sylvester there from the PGA Tour event as we take a look now at our Champions Tour report, and it's brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook, affordable adult-assisted living The PGA Tour champions players are at the American Family Insurance Championship. Through one round, Paul Broadhurst is your leader at nine under par. A two-shot lead on Brian Henniger, who is at minus seven. Steve Stricker, Kenny Perry at minus six. Stricker... Had a nice week at the U.S. Open in his home state of Wisconsin. Made the cut and actually got himself into a, a top 20 position. So he's he's trying to qualify to play the other majors this year on the PGA Tour. And
0: what was almost more impressive was the fact that he just went through local qualifying and got in. He didn't get an exemption. He had to fight his way to get into that tournament. That's one of the hardest things to do in golf. And then to perform that well in his home state in front of all those players, his fans and everything else uh, at his age. Not that old. He's 50. But uh, to compete against those young bucks, I, I thought he... he handled themselves great it was it was fun to watch
2: absolutely hey we want to uh, wish all of the Porter Cup qualifiers good luck Monday up at Niagara Falls Country Club yep. they will uh, players will be competing for ten spots in the Porter Cup and I was told by uh, media director Marty Schimmel that they normally give eight entries out they're actually going to go ten because they have more qualifier or potential qualifiers uh, coming in this year so the top ten on Monday's event will make the Porter Cup we also know this week's winner here at the International Junior Masters here at East Aurora will also get a spot on the Porter Cup. A great tie-in there as as uh, Jeff and Paul, the tournament director, said yeah, earlier. It,
0: it seems natural, and you know, it's funny they didn't think of it earlier, but, yeah, because you're, you're going to have a very fine player come out of this who can certainly compete in that field. He may be young, but Will Thompson was pretty young, did pretty well in that event, and and they're all pretty young. These They're young amateurs, so uh, good to see. Great events. I like that they're working in synergy with each other, and, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see these guys from this event play in the Porter Cup and then play the Web.com and then see him on tour shortly.
2: Absolutely. Again, the event, internationaljuniormasters.com. It's being held here with play starting on Tuesday going through the 30th. And uh, you can follow all the action, internationaljuniormasters.com. The event is free. As they said, Tuesday and Thursday, Kids Day, free lunch for the kids. So uh, if you get a chance to make it out here to East Aurora this week, we would encourage you to do so to see some fine young golfers from across the world here with our International Junior Masters. Well, it is just past 8, so that'll put a wrap here on T to Green this morning. We want to thank all of our guests here. First of all, General Manager George Mincer for having us out here to start with. PGA Pro David Jones, Drew Thompson, the core superintendent, Jeff Kamian, and Paul O'Brien, the co-tournament directors here at the International Junior Masters. Kevin Sylvester, of course, joining us on the phone. Jeff Metis, our PGA Pro. Jeff, have a great weekend. Looking forward to it. Brian Colziel here on T to Green. We want to thank Nate Geary back in our Amherst Studios. I'll talk with you at 11. We'll be back with more NHL draft coverage day two with the Sabres. So I'll speak with you in a couple of hours right here on WGR Sports Radio 550.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.